Hello, All-Star listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Veterinary Roundtable presented by All-Star Veterinary Clinic, the podcast where we answer your veterinary-related questions while having some fun along the way. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to leave us an an interview, a review on your (laughs) podcast provider of choice. And if you have any feedback to offer to improve the Veterinary Roundtable, please let us know. Wow, that flowed so nicely. Thanks. I've been really trying to memorize it. (laughs) Um, So we need to mention a couple of things. One, Mm -hmm. that our second episode of the vet clinic has been posted and is out and people seem to need some humor in their lives (laughs) so it's gotten some good responses and it was a time to create it it was funny (laughs) we had to do many takes and we were i don't even know how many takes how many takes it 11 20 oh i don't even know after a while we're like okay just use it (laughs) yeah you know and then after watching the video i was like why did we clean up the yeah. the poop every time we should have just left it on the floor because you didn't see the squirt exactly <laughs> I was like that was that was the most work of the entire thing was the cleanup we went through a lot of chocolate time. and paper towels <laughs> yes because it wasn't a small amount you, there was no, no it was a good squirt <laughs> yeah. it was a good squirt because we put water into the Hershey's syrup oh, we're telling oh, everyone ew. our secrets <laughs> <laughs> into the syrup bottle and, and so it, it made smelled it, sweet in the lobby did. we had to clean oh. that up it was not end. good yeah. it was it was not good. But a good end result. But it was good. Yeah, end result. but it's good. Uh, everyone, yeah, everyone had fun doing it, which is one of the goals, and yep. it was fun to watch. So, to be um, continued. <laughs> we shall hope see. everyone had a good New Year. Yeah, yeah. Holidays are over. That's Woo. right. Bring Onward. on twenty twenty three, baby. Next year, on to the next. See you twenty twenty two. That's right. It good went by bye. fast. Oh, way too fast. Was, yeah. <sighs> Just wait till you get older. It goes by even faster. <laughs> the blink of an eye. <laughs> oh, yes. Time's so. applying when you're having fun. That's right. Whatever. Okay. So we received a very heartwarming message from one of our listeners who submitted a question that we answered for the podcast. Get the tissues ready. This is a good one. <laughs> Hi, All Star. I submitted a question for the Veterinary Roundtable podcast a few months ago about seizures in cats. And your vets advise that it's definitely not normal and to seek out what could be causing it. I brought my cat to a different vet who shared my concerns and ordered a blood test. His T4, which is the thyroid hormone, was way above the normal range, so they began treatment for hyperthyroidism. I'm happy to say that ever since he started the meds, he hasn't had a single seizure. Thank you so much for your advice. It assured me that I was right to be worried and encouraged me to fight for him. He's doing so much better now. He's no longer agitated and constantly hungry and his weight and the quality of his coat have improved. I'm so, so glad that we figured out the problem and got him the help he needed. You saved his life oh. from oh. depressed Capricorn 69. <laughs> Way to go. Oh. That was pretty cool. That's our first time. Like come back around. Yeah. Comment, yeah. I feel yeah. like, and to yeah. hear like people listen and, it can make a difference. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's, that's awesome. Changing one animal's lives. One moment can change <laughs> one podcast at a time. I know, I know. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. So on today's episode, we have myself, co-host and associate veterinarian, Dr. Ashlyn Duckwall, administrative assistant, Sam Circio, room assistant, uh, head room assistant. Hi, I'm Becca Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole Havens, and head veterinarian, Dr. Emily King. That was a, you pulled a fast one on us. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just filling in. She's on vacay in Florida. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, lucky duck. Yeah. Must be nice. <laughs> Where yeah. at in Florida? No, I don't know. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Anywhere but here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's nice. Good. Yeah. I'm glad she's enjoying it. Yeah. Okay. How are you guys doing today? I'm good. A little hungry. It's lunchtime, but yeah. good. 
It's should have Tuesday. some bowl of candy for a sugar rush. Ooh, <laughs> so <yeah>. sorry. <laughs> I scarfed some pasta before I came in here. So <laughs> well, I told Christy, I was like, oh, I'm going to go heat up my lunch. And I was like, oh, wait, it's Tuesday. It's lunchtime. Yeah. I'm on the podcast. So I texted her and I was like, I, it'll be a little bit before I come back upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back at some point. Everyone's <laughs> always hungry on the podcast. Yep. Okay. You can't you avoid Dr. it. King? I'm great. <laughs> I'm just living my best life. <laughs> living the dream. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, love it. Okay. okay, icebreakers. Well, oh yeah. I'm right. I jumped ahead. My bad. <laughs> Continue. Okay. For me. What are you most excited for this year? <laughs> Everyone's uh, really excited. No, I don't care. I can go first. You go first. Um, I'm excited because next month, um, for my birthday, I'm taking a week long trip to visit my family in Texas. Mm. Nice. Oh, nice. That'll be nice, nice and warm still. Hopefully. Yeah. I've never been to Texas. I love it. Mm. This will be my fourth time to visit. Nice. It seems hot. (laughs) Uh, Summertime, definitely. (laughs) Hot and humid. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's a huge state. There's lots to do. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. They're in the um, Dallas-Fort Worth area. Nice. So. Cool. That'll be fun. Safe travels. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm excited to get this watermelon out of my belly. (laughs) She's not even a watermelon yet. I still got a couple months, but yeah, you're yeah close, but you're not. Yeah, (laughs) it's when it's amazing. Like you hit third trimester, you're like, oh, this is a lot harder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, but we're we're excited for that. Obviously, are you guys all ready? Uh, we get carpet in the nursery on Thursday because it was real nasty. Um, <laughs> so we're getting fresh carpet and putting up the crib this weekend. Yay. Very exciting. So it is quite fun. Quite fun. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Nicole, what about you? Um, we might be getting engaged this year. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's nice to it. have that yeah. mic in there. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah. You better be listening. <laughs> no, I don't want him to listen to my words. Okay. <laughs> yeah, true. From the heart. You want yeah. him to want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Too funny. I'll text him then. Okay. <laughs> um, I am looking forward to summer. Yes. Yeah. I just like bring on the it warm hasn't weather. It has been again. that cold yet. I know. I know. I'm just ready for like april and then i make april like be the start of summer yeah it's not but i make it it's close enough i remember there were some there were some aprils when we were kids we had the slip and slide out because it was hot enough to get the slip and slide out but then it'll snow so you know right true three days later (laughs) i feel like you start to see a little fresh green grass though and that Mm -hmm. does change a lot Mm -hmm. yeah makes that little hint green Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's true yeah you should get one of those sun lamps so yeah, like, just yeah. pretend you're round. Yeah. yeah, it does. Say and then as soon as it, I come out of my difference. office, then it's like dreary <laughs> yeah. and dark. We knock on your door, and you're <laughs> just like camping <laughs> out. In a also, chair. I heard that we're no, we are not going back to. We're not changing time zones anymore. Yes. Wait, really? Well, yeah. Once we spring forward, that's it. Yeah, we're but, done. Yeah. Game over. I did oh, wow. hear that too. There is no more falling backwards. Well, yeah. Why couldn't they just leave it on the falling backwards? Part? Falling backwards is the best part. I mean, right. and then just like call it a day. To, yeah. yeah. I think why it was for kids forward? waiting for bus and stuff. Isn't uh, that they why had a whole had bunch it? of reasons no, why they were doing no. it. But I think that it's... Was, Wilson will appreciate that. 
Yeah. Mm. He bugs me at. He mm. normally eats at five. So when you fall back, he's bugging you at four o'clock for dinner. It's like, bro, yeah. it's four. It's four. Yeah, it really throws off the dogs. <laughs> yeah. There's no more time zone for us. Yeah. Huh. That's how it was when I was growing up. Well, there was. Isn't like Arizona or something already not doing that? There was like one yeah. state that was doing there it. There are some places that don't yeah. do the daylight save. I don't know. Who oh, though. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. We are now going to be another it's one. It's going to be one of those going things back. we're going to tell our kids and be like, remember when we had daylight savings? <laughs> <Back in my laughs> <day>. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Number two, what movie and or TV show do you think everyone should watch? Oh, The Office. <laughs> I know. I like right? thought that. I was like, 100%. I still watch it every night on the couch. Yep. It's a good on one. repeat. Yep. SpongeBob. Oh. Mm. oh do you know how many... Good. Friends Classic. I've made with strangers simply Just because of a SpongeBob quote. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Oh, it's yeah. a good for sure. And I never realized humor. how like many adult things were in there until mm-hmm. like, like watching back. Effect. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, hmm. yeah, they <laughs> slide those in. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say Seinfeld. Oh, oh yeah. Seinfeld's good. Have you watched Curb Your Enthusiasm? No, it's good. It's from the oh, the owner, the writer. Oh, uh, Seinfeld? Uh-uh. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to watch Larry that. Larry David. Yeah. It's pretty funny. It's kind of like Seinfeld, but okay. like different. Nice. The same, like but different. the same, but different. Yeah. <laughs> but like, not as like, not cl- it's not like dirty, but it's not like clean. Mm. <laughs> it's murky. <Okay>. It's murky. <laughs> <laughs> Great. A slight dusting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how I feel about New Girl. I also love New Girl. Oh, it's like the same, good. but different humor. Yeah. As yeah, office like and, that. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> nice we, segue. <laughs> yeah, nice segue into the veterinary roundtable oh, as an exciting I'm, off. I'm first. Oh, you're first. I'm sorry. Ah, oh, I messed it up. Messed it up the first time. Okay, go for it. Okay, the veterinary roundtable has an exciting offer for our listeners. Use the link www.audibletrial.com forward slash vet. Oh, she made a face like I said it wrong. No, no. I'm just like, wow. Vet Roundtable to try Audible Plus Premium for a 30-day free trial. By using our link, you'll also receive one credit or two credits if you're an Amazon Prime member and access to the thousands of titles through the Audible Plus catalog. What else does Audible offer, Dr. King? Podcasts, guided (laughs) wellness programs, theatrical performances, comedies, originals, and more. Plus, one of my favorite books, which is Crucial Conversations. Oh, classic. Classic <laughs> for everyone here at the clinic. Is available on Audible and is a fanta- fantastic, is fantastic in helping individuals navigate tough conversations in the right way. That is www.audibletrial.com forward slash vet roundtable for a 30 day trial to Audible Plus Premium and more. Yay. And if you have not read Crucial Conversations, read it. Mm. Life changing. It's good. Life changing. It could be, uh, you should do it this year. It should be like a 2023. Yeah. Yeah. If you're like one of those people that's doing like book of them doing a book oh, a month, yeah. make it one of your books. Yep. Yeah, you won't it's regret not hard it. Read yeah. either. No, it's pretty easy. But then you might because you'll have to have conversations, but you still like it. <laughs> so but you'll it. be more comfortable. But you'll yes. be more comfortable. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Segway. Yep. <laughs> Segways all around. Okay, so real quick before we jump into our cases, an update on Dr. Mc- McDivitt's toe cancer case that she shared last time. To recap, there was a just a gnarly mass on this dog's paw, on its toe, really bad place to remove it um, because we knew it was a bad mass, a mass cell tumor. So she did the injectable treatment. What's it called again? 
Stelfanta. Um, and yep. so we were just kind of updating to see where we're at because when you give that, the tumor is supposed to necrose, die yeah. off, sludge off, all that. That happened. <laughs> she has many I pictures of interested. Yeah. Uh, it got real swollen, real dark and nasty. It was like the plague on the toe. It was oh. very bad. But then now the light has shown and the toe is healing very, very nicely. It's oh, a very good. small, healthy granulation bed. Yep. Granulation wow. bed. So the owner's very happy. Mm-hmm. And she was sending, she was great. The owner was great, like sending two pictures a week and like um, marking them day X and day Y, whatever. So that's nice. awesome. Yeah. It did wow. what it was supposed to. And if, uh, sorry, if you already discussed this, what's the benefit of doing that? Is it just, you can remove ones that are harder to remove. Well, part of it was like Remission the location item. margins. Yeah. Cause yeah. you, mm-hmm. I mean, it looked like, I think she, you couldn't she just take had one to toe. Yeah. To take two toes. Okay. And uh, it, I think it was the weight bearing toes. Weight-bearing toe. not yeah. going to work. So is yeah. there any benefit in terms of like, if it was just like, like on a shoulder or anything like that? Or Yeah. It, it's something that you can definitely consider for mast cells is the, one of the main tumor types, yeah. but it, there's very strict criteria. So location size, yeah. things like that. So I haven't had a case to try. I tried one time on a back thigh, mm-hmm. but it was too big and the location was. Yeah. It needs to be extremities, mm-hmm. like lower extremities. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and then the size of the tumor has to be less than, I can't remember. I don't remember either. Two centimeters. It's small. Okay. So, hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's great because when you're talking about digits, you really have no options because you have no soft tissue yeah. around the digits. That so really cool. it keeps you, it's limb up. sparing. I mean, yeah. digit sparing, mm-hmm. you know, so it's a, it's a neat, innovative treatment. Yeah. It's, it's a really, great option. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, it's an expensive injection, but it's, it's less than surgically Removing it. intervening. Right. right. Well, and it's just the aftercare. Yeah. Like owners have to be prepared for what's that. about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I think it's like day, it's like two weeks out and it's already oh, wow. almost done. That's so. pretty quick. Yeah. Cause I think by day 30. Yeah. Right. It's supposed to be like fully done. Back to normal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. That's pretty quick. Neat drug. It's always something to consider. If you haven't heard about it, still on to. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. If you're a veterinarian dealing with commercial. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Can you go first? What's your case? Okay. So case collections. What did I say I was going to? Oh, <laughs> um, so I was going to just briefly talk about um, one of our veterinarians here has a case that is an older dog with um, masses on the dog's rear end or on its anus. And they're small, but yet they've been showing up frequently. And Dr. Pulse has already removed them once, so we know what they are. But they commonly will show up around the, the perianal adenomas or the tumor type that this dog has. Will commonly show up around the anus, and they can reoccur. They or you just get new ones. Dogs that get them like to get them, um, but it can be really um, problematic because you don't have a lot of extra soft tissue that you can remove in that area. And so um, this particular dog came in again on Monday because the perianal adenomas had gotten very inflamed, and I mean it was basically the entire circumference. Oh, wow. Of the perianal area. So she basically did like almost like vulvoplasty. Wow. That's crazy. Probably difficult to defecate. Yeah. Is he uncomfortable? Well, no, the dog actually seems very comfortable, but he's bleeding from the from them from rubbing his tush on the ground. So then the perianal adenomas are bleeding, which is the then. So that's why they're surgically intervening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, wow. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. They're very annoying. I mean, it seems like you can, and I guess my point in bringing it up is that if you have a geriatric pet that has a mass on the rear end, you know, just get it removed. It's so much easier when they're small than mm-hmm. when you get into these large mat- perianal masses. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're non-resectable. Sometimes you can't even do surgery on them. Yeah. Some of them are benign. Some of them are malignant. Just go get it checked out. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a reason to check your dog's butt. Yep. (laughs) There you go. Not just the poop. Not just the poop. Where does the the poop come from? That's right. Exactly. Nice. Okay. Well, wish well on the recovery. Yep. I'm excited to see how it does postoperatively. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I can talk also about my butt case. (laughs) Okay. Um, Nice segue. Um, So we saw a case. I don't know. We've been seeing the dog for a little bit. Dr. Duckwall saw it once, too. Um, and I think it was back in, like, November or something. It had been rubbing its butt on the ground. I don't know if that would be cor- – would it be correlated to that at that point? Uh, no, because at the time when both McDivitt and I saw the dogs uh, – or the dog, it was skin issues. Yeah. But every time the owners would mention, the dog, like, howls or cries and whines when he's defecating. Yeah. And that the, the fecal – the balls are like really small and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. But virtually um, it had come in, I think a couple weeks ago for not defecating in like two weeks. Um, and virtually we did an x-ray and it was like a big ball, whether it be a mass or fecal matter. And then the Dr. McDivitt looked uh, like went rectally virtually had a pocket right inside where mm-hmm. the fecal matter had, um, basically created an obstruction so she was like scooping it out um which just opened the floodgates unfortunately um but uh i think he needs uh surgery for it but i don't know if they've gone yet so it's yeah. a really difficult surgery yeah say, yeah it's, it's, not, it's like a specialty yeah. thing because yes. the wall yeah. the muscle wall basically has been broken Virtually, down yeah and so then it it pooches through the muscle wall that's holding the yeah. colon and the rectum. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really hard. And it was interesting because when we were treating his, he had terrible like skin inflammation back there. Mm-hmm. So when doing the rectal, he was uncomfortable, of course, yeah. but you can feel like almost a ramp going down. But it was interesting because we were like, all right, let's focus on the skin right now. We got him on prednisone. And he actually did really well defecating on that prednisone too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, And then talked about x-rays and stuff like that. And so it was kind of one of those things where you're, you know, something's going on, but you're like, okay, let's focus on each problem separately. One step at a time. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. It was crazy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The x-rays are really cool to look at. Hopefully they get the surgery. Yeah. It's gotta be painful. I couldn't imagine. (laughs) No. (laughs) Ugh. Okay. To be determined or continued? Not determined. (laughs) We know what it is. (laughs) Um, So mine always end up being my own pets or my relatives' pets here recently. But um, I was going to talk about kind of our rabbit hole of investigating that how we found out that Jax has Cushing's. Um, So he, I think he came in for a dental and a mass removal last summer. And we did in-house labs. and when they came back, there, um, Joan said there was a value that was like super high. She was like, if that's really the case, like we can't do, I don't want to put him under anesthesia. So are you okay if we run it again? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Cause if there's something wrong, I want to do something about it. So we ran it again. That was fine. But she was like, that's still kind of weird to me. Are you okay sending out a wellness panel? I was like, yeah, sure. Um, he was almost eight. So I was like, oh, let's just do a senior panel. That's fine. 
Um, and his triglycerides were really high. So then she wanted to look into that. Um, and of course we've been doing junior wellnesses, so we didn't have anything to compare it to, yeah. unfortunately for the triglycerides. Um, so then we did, which is it? A low dose dex, mm-hmm. um, and some add on blood work and he came back with Cushing's. Um, but we wouldn't have found that if we didn't do pre-surgical blood work. Um, and if we didn't even have that weird value, she wouldn't have even wanted to do the senior wellness panel to also find the high triglycerides. Um, so then I talked to Jones and Dr. Pulse about, um, meds. Cause if I didn't have to start Vedderol, that would be swell because it's <laughs> not cheap so i talked to her about supplements versus veteral so i found um an adrenal support um powder that i do um twice a day and we rechecked his blood work six weeks after i started it and she said he was almost back to normal just with the supplement oh, versus wow. starting the veteral so nice. he comes in um, March for his annual, so we'll just redo his um, senior blood panel and see where his triglycerides are at, too, because I switched him to um, a low-fat food <laughs> on top of nice. that, <laughs> too. So, and that was a struggle to do that. So, um, so yeah. Nice. And That's he's awesome. how old? Um, he just turned eight in November. But there were no clinical signs. It was all blood work mm. that we figured it out. Like, I hadn't noticed. My mom works from home. And I said, have you noticed any increased thirst, any increased urination? Like, he's weird about eating. So, the, But there hasn't any, been, like, his appetite hasn't changed at all. So um, I brushed him really well. And I texted Lauren Winston because Bo has Cushing's. And I was like, is hair thinning a sign of Cushing's? But this was after the diagnosis that I even realized that he had some hair loss. And it's not significant, but I can just tell a little. And it's really on his hips that I can tell the difference. But, yeah. So if Hmm. he wouldn't have – if he wouldn't have come in to have his dental and done the pre-surgical blood work, I probably still wouldn't even know that he has it. I would say that's the majority too of how people find Cushing's. I mean, I'd say them are um, symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Cushing's is the weird disease where you may not ever have signs and you're just waiting or it's, there's signs, but they're not that bad. Right. So they just think it's their normal behavior. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice because you don't have to treat it right away. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So that's why I wanted to do the supplement route. Mm -hmm. I mean, the supplement's not cheap, it's like 70 bucks, but versus doing all the trials with the veteral to find out what his right dose is. Yeah. Because that's another thing is that technically, like, based on his weight, he could be doing a 60-milligram tablet, but he might do really well with a 5-milligram tablet. But we Mm. don't know until we do all that and then check blood work and stuff like that. So I was like, well, I'll start the supplement route. If it's nothing is changing or it's getting worse, then obviously I'll switch to the veteral. But he does really well on the supplement. So Yeah. Nice. Love it. Good boy. (laughs) So my case is a new patient, new client. Uh, Just saw them last week, 12-year-old white boxer. And he presented for interest in removing a mass. But the mass was a very large, um, I don't even know what fruit it would be. (laughs) It was a large. Grapefruit, maybe. Grapefruit. That's a good one. Mm, Grapefruit mass on the scrotum. And at first, I'll be honest, I thought that 
the testicles were involved in that mass. But after palpation and looking at it, the mass actually was weighing down the scrotum like to his ankles. And then the testicles were up further in the scrotal sac, like closer to the body. And so um, unfortunately it was not, did not look like a nice mass, which those never are (laughs) usually. So owner was great, went forward with removal of it. So we essentially did a neuter plus what's called a scrotal ablation. So you just remove the entire sac and the mass and, submitted the mass and the testicles to the lab. And it did just come back as what we call low grade mast cell tumor, which to be honest was like a really good scenario because mm-hmm. uh, surgical excision is, I don't want to say curative because mast cells can go other places, but in a low grade, you're, you're in good shape. Um, it was interesting. The testicles came back with having small cancerous masses as well. Um, now interstitial cell tumors. So very small. And typically those don't cause a huge issue in dogs if he were to have those still, but removal castration is the treatment of choice and curative. So we fixed him two for one, two for, yeah, exactly. <laughs> two for one, two for one. And we took off an eyelid mass at the same time, but <laughs> that was just bothersome. Right, so, yeah. and for a white boxer, which usually come with bad genes yeah. he honestly blood work is great and everything else on his physical exam good looks really good so it's awesome he's got to be so much more comfortable oh, oh right yeah. sure. i couldn't was weighing him down yeah, literally. Like, literally yeah <laughs> bowling balls yeah <laughs> yeah it was not pretty no Aww. he's recovering great so far so it's awesome nice. good good yeah. deal okay on to the listener questions. All right, on to listener questions. Yep. You go for it. Okay. Do you have – so our question comes from uh, Logan Elise, 21. Sure. L-O-G-A-N-E-L-I-Z, 21. Thank you for the question. Do you have any information on Addison's disease in dogs? I have a nine-month-old puppy who was diagnosed when she was six months old. I keep trying to learn. Great job continuing to learn. Yes. It's quite the disease. Where we do call we it start? Great imitator. Yes. Yeah. That's what we were always taught to call it because it can mimic a lot of different diseases. Yes. And although she doesn't tell us what kind of dog she has, does anyone want to guess what she might have? <laughs> poodle mix? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be my guess. In a young dog, it would be a poodle. Yep. That'd be, that'd be high Females are more predisposed than males, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty young. Yeah. Do you see I, a lot? Six I would be months? interested to see how they diagnose her. so young. Yeah. 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 They must have, I would assume, at that age, gone through a lot of different things to yeah. get to that point. But because it's a great imitator, that's what we do. We start with, you know, if it's she was just having, let's say, diarrhea, then you start with simple things like parasite parasites or yeah. just food intolerance, things like that. And then when they're not responding, you dig deeper and... um the way that you test for Addison's is you look at the cortisol level in the body. So that's a blood test, which is nice and not too invasive, but um, that, that will then help you guide if you have to confirm it essentially. So do you guys know what value you're looking the cortisol to be? Like if it's a certain number or less? Oh, I did. <laughs> I don't know if I ever knew. The magic number is two. Two. Oh. I was going to guess one. Yeah. Less somewhere around there. If it's less than two, then you're like, okay, you have to confirm it, essentially. Because yeah. I knew it was hypo. Hypo adrenal cortisol. And which is, interestingly enough, the opposite of Sam's dog right. that yeah. we were just mm-hmm. earlier talking about. I think that there are the 
primary and secondary Addison's disease that we should mention as well. Yeah. So, you know, the, this dog, maybe they found it on pre-anesthetic labs yeah, via a low protein. Thinking. And then they went and said, okay, well, why does this dog have a low protein? And this, so then Addison's would have been on the list for a reason like why it had a low protein or hmm. maybe – you know, because typically the the Addisonian dogs will have these waxing and waning illnesses, and then they'll a lot of times suffer from a stressful event that tips them over, and so then you'll see them go then into, you know, a true emergent situation. It's one of the diseases. Well, primary Addison's is one of the true emergencies that we have. Like yeah. if we do not fix them in you know twelve to twenty four hours, they will they'll die. Addisonian yeah. crisis. Yep, mm-hmm. Addisonian crisis. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Their body gets really unhappy without steroids. Well, nice. ours too. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. You need so, it to survive. Yeah. yeah. So that adrenal gland or our adrenal gland makes two different types of steroids. So in the primary Addisonian, you're missing both. And yep. then in the secondary Addisonian, you're only missing the glucocorticoids. Right. So. Which is when you don't see changes on blood work. Mm-hmm. So that's why, again, it's a kind of a complicated disease because – Let's say you're working up a case and you get blood work and it looks fine. Then you're like, well, you have to have that discussion of we can keep searching and look for this disease or Mm -hmm. we can try these other things first. And, you know, it's one of those unfortunate potential ticking time bombs. It's not always, but most, I I feel most Addison's disease patients like become diagnosed in a crisis event or a near crisis event. So. Yeah, I think the primary ones are always typically in a crisis event. Mm -hmm. You know, we were always taught that if you have a pet that's been diagnosed with secondary um, Addison's disease, then the rule of thumb is typically they're going to convert to primary. Um, But those patients are only treated with an oral steroid. Mm -hmm. So, it's mostly GI signs you go off of. So, and so you treat those patients with that, (laughs) and then you counsel the owners to know, hey. If you ever see your pet not behaving correctly or not, you know, now you're with those patients. We're also checking electrolytes on electrolytes on like an every six month, every 12 month basis. And so we're trying to catch them when they might be becoming a primary Addisonian. I've never been able to catch them like and be like preemptively been like, oh, hey, you might be coming a primary Addison case. Yeah. 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 You know, it's always their. It's in front far. of you, like <laughs> mm-hmm. the easy ones to diagnose are the ones that are look look like doo doo, like yeah. right. like they just crashed, you know. Yeah. Then it's like that could be Addison's disease. <laughs> right. It's the ones that have the waxing and waning illness that are like yeah. the ones that I feel like are tricky. Yeah. yeah, I agree. When I was younger, I had a patient when we first opened the clinic that had a lameness. That's how it presented. Wow, was lameness. That's interesting. Yep. Huh. And so that was, you know, you're chasing that instead of, you know, it's like, oh, and then you submit the lab work and it's like, oh, okay, wait. Mm -hmm. And then she goes into an Addisonian crisis and it's like, like, okay, of course. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) is. Yeah. And like once you get them started on treatment, like Addison's is treatable and it is life-saving treatment. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, But the tricky, like you still have to consider too, like stressful events. Mm -hmm. So we have my one of my Addison patients, he comes in, um, one, to get uh, his primary shot treatment, which we can talk about, but also um, sometimes to get nails done, all that stuff. And so they have to preemptively increase that oral steroid he gets because in a stressful event, the body's going to try to push out more steroids naturally, but when they don't have it there, you got to help them. So they have to, you have to pre-plan when you have an Addison's patient um, for stressful events. Yeah. So it's a, I guess we could back up because you know, that whole that's, it's a whole feedback loop yeah. from your pituitary gland, your brain to your adrenal gland. 
So, you know, it, it shuts each other off. And so that's what happens in Cushing's disease. You either you're overproducing steroids via your adrenal gland or your pituitary gland is over secreting the product it naturally makes, which tells the adrenal gland to make steroids. So it's, oh, you're overproducing steroids then. And so when we treat them, we really only treat them if they have clinical signs and we're trying to reduce the clinical signs. So the pet's a better pet at home to Mm -hmm. be around. So it's not urinating and drinking water at nauseum for the owner. But in Addison's, then it's the opposite. And then you're not making the steroids. And so then we have to naturally or supplement, supplement them, basically. Yeah. Yep. So to your point, we use an injectable mineral corticoid. So Type of hormone, essentially. That we give uh, 28 days, 26 days. It just yeah. depends yeah. on the patient. And that's what the blood work changes. You yeah. watch, and but they have to be on it. Yeah. There's no going without it. There's no going without it. Right. And, and then you, a lot of times, sometimes you can get away with no glucocorticoids except for in stressful events. And then the majority of them, though, are on physiological prednisone, doses mm-hmm. of prednisone. So yeah. like real small doses. Mm-hmm. Usually so they don't have clinical like every signs. other day. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. With yeah. the prednisone. Yeah. So. Yep. But the, I, yeah, I agree. I think they do. Once they're, once they're treated, Owners are like, oh, they're no longer doing this. Or, oh, yeah. look how much better he does at this. Or, mm-hmm. oh, look, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I guess all of that <laughs> was attributed to culmination. feeling really crappy because yeah. you did not have any steroids. People say they feel like doo-doo. I would imagine. Steroids are in every function, essentially, yeah. Yeah. the right. body. So, yeah. yeah. So, hmm. There, there's your That's course on. Yeah, yeah. For all those <laughs> yeah. people out there, yeah. aka low cortisol yes. <laughs> or yeah. mineral. It's a cortisol. really cool disease. It's very yeah. straightforward. That's why I like it. Yeah, I mean, from the standpoint of like, once you know what it. it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not like there's no. Getting gray there zone. is kind of a pain in the rear, yeah. right? But, <laughs> but there's no gray zone. Yes. Right. Well, that's Easy to diagnose. Like the yeah. conversation I had with Dr. Pulse, she was like, if it were Addison's, it's just straightforward. This is what we have to do. But with Cushing's, it's going to be up mm-hmm. to you. Do you want to treat? Do you want to wait till he's clinical? I'm like, but I don't want it to get any worse. <laughs> so yeah. that's why I wanted to go the supplement route versus the veteral route first. And because like I said, if the supplement didn't work, then I know I had to do the veteral. And he initially did not like the powder but now i just mix it in with some wet food and you would think it was christmas every day <laughs> in my house. nice yeah pretty cool absolutely okay well if we have further questions let us know about Aston's disease yeah <laughs> okay thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the veterinary roundtable remember send in those questions and be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at all-star veterinary clinic if you enjoyed this episode or a previous episode leave us a review on your podcast provider of choice We'll see you in a few weeks for the next episode of the Veterinary Roundtable. We'll see ya. Have see a good ya week. later, alligator. <laughs>